to episode 131 of Checkpoint Chat. As always, my name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Matthew Figuera. On a rainy, rainy, rainy day. It's been rainy a week of rain. Week. Holy rainy crap. Week. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've liked this rain. It's The air is nice and cool. You've got nice drafts coming in. It's good yeah, time. it's actually, it hasn't been cold, which has been nice. It's just mm. been like cooler. Um, but I think this is the result of what's the storm named uh, Eloise? Which oh, is it? I, I knew there was I a think, storm. I didn't know the name. I think yeah. I think it's Eloise. It, which um, I think it passed onto us via Mozambique. Mozambique. Yeah. Mm. So we we've, we've got like the light version. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's it's somewhat decimated Mozambique. Yeah. It's, there's some bad images coming out of there. Yeah. So Whereas, yeah, it's, we've just sad. been having like overcast weather and here you get your your patio chair knocked down you're like we will rebuild <laughs> we will rebuild we can start from scratch it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then you also have instances like this morning when i went for a run i was like yeah it's overcast it's cool it's a bit of a drill so then I like bucketed when i was i was telling you before the show started i was pro- like i had a route in mind but i was probably the furthest from home when it yeah. came down i was like uh <laughs> i might as well finish my run now so did you were you running with your glasses at that point no no, no i never run with my glasses you never okay so you never need like the windshield wipers no <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it becomes a problem of like well i've got earphones in i don't quite know mm. if they're waterproof so i'm just gonna put them away just in case mm. um the child was a good time got home i think, like, I think the drenched. last time i ran in the rain similar to that was actually a park run with you I distinctly recall. Uh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, this one time we arrived and it was like, it was bucketing down already. (laughs) Yeah. And then Lenska was like, I'm not doing this run. Screw this. And she went back to the car. (laughs) And then as we started running, she like zoomed past us. She's like, I changed my mind. (laughs) Like, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I think that was was bucketing down. That was like, I remember struggling to be able to see because it was like so much water in your face it was yeah i think i like i reached a point where i was like i don't care i'm i'm like mm. soaked anyway so i'm just gonna go for it yeah i mean if you if you're doing a run like that eventually you're just like whatever, whatever man whatever. and sometimes it's actually nice and refreshing so it's actually probably the best time to run to be honest because <laughs> you're just permanently cool which is nice but I get, I guess with especially with your hair, it gets like so oh wet and heavy, and it's I like look a mop, like a Colombian drug lord, <laughs> like a Colombian drug lord. Okay, running it's through like my hair all view, slicked back, <laughs> waiting for all the all the uh, the neighborhood watch people. Oh, like they just no, they're just like WhatsApping the community group. They're like, "There's a suspicious Colombian warlord Medeos. running down the road." Medeos. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> Is that you get, dealing drugs? You, you get like the the community security rolling up next to you, and just like you like nod your head at them, and they you they just nod back, and like they just ex- keep watching you. Like, excuse me, are you selling drugs? I go, no English, no English, no English. Yeah. <laughs> like oh I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but have it's you been um, a week. aside from the rain? It's been a uh, it's been raining some stonks this week. Oh my goodness! The stock market has. Has exploded. What a time to be alive. I, I, okay, if you're going to ask if I've taken advantage of the stonks, I haven't. So I've just been <gasps> observing peacefully from the side. Mm, mm. <laughs> I I bought some game stop stonks. That's good thing you one. finished that sentence because you can't just buy game. You yeah, well, no, <laughs> no. I was going to say game spots, and that's like a, a oh thing gosh. I've been doing all week as well. Yeah. Just like confusing the two. You know, people always confuse the two, and it's never Regardless. me. Regardless. 
But now, now I do. Not you. Not but, you. But um, are you a millionaire? It's been yet? fascinating to watch. Uh no, no. <laughs> I mean, I bought at the wrong time. I'm I'm still okay, but like the the stories you see of people like putting in a thousand dollars and making millions off of that that's like when they were buying stocks at like four dollars a piece yeah and now it's like, like 400 yeah so can you, can you imagine though like you you just happen to i don't know you time it right and you're actually just like an, an average joe mm. doing your average job living an average life you're just like on a worm like this is this red so we'll get to it in news in more detail but just to, to keep going with this whole train you do see this Reddit thread and someone's like, you know what? Let's rally together yeah, and buy GameStop stock. And you're like, just on the worm, you're like, yeah, why not? Oh, shit, I've got $1,000 in my savings account, whatever. What do I have to lose besides $1,000? <laughs> and you do it and you just come out a millionaire. Like, yeah, it's it's absolutely mental. It's um, I mean, the, the, the main guy on Reddit who's been kind of like, he hasn't been coordinating, but he was like the first one to kind of notice this. Um, there's a, there's a big profile on, I think the Washington post chatted to him. Um, but he basically started buying up the stock in 2019 purely because he thought, well, new consoles are coming. So, you know, GameStop, you know, the stock is super undervalued. I don't, he said he never expected this to happen. Yeah. He just expected to make some money. And by the time this started snowballing, he had invested something like $53,000 in GameStop. <gasps> and now that's worth $44 million. That is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, even, sorry, just to rewind, how do you just casually invest $53,000? Well, it was over the space of two years. He was, okay, he was putting still, in, putting in. Like yeah, a it's, a, it's a lot of money. It's, it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you look at America especially, that's like uh, a pretty good yearly yeah. salary. Like Pretty a whole hell. year's worth of salary. Um, and from what I read, he works in marketing. So no. it's not like he was a millionaire to begin yeah. with. You know what I mean? Jeez, like, that's, uh, that's but 44 million and he hasn't cashed out. Or any, this, is, this is the interesting part. Is like everyone talks about these massive gains. But like when this thing eventually... Because the expectation is it's going to explode even higher. It's mm. like the whole idea between of the short squeezes that this is nowhere near the peak. Mm. If there's expectations, the price is going to hit a thousand, five thousand dollars It's only Cheapers. at 400 now. Wow. But when it hits that and the free-for-all starts of the sell-off... Oh my gosh, like, if you don't sell off quick enough. Yeah, it's going to plummet very quickly. And also, people are going to put sell orders for, say, $1,000. But because everyone's selling, no one's opening up new positions. Mm. Like... What do you think is going to happen? These exchanges are either going to like limit selling or there's not going to be enough liquid cash to, to actually pay. I foresee a problem. Like, yeah, I no, don't know. It's, I think it's people a are riding issue. the train now, but like I wouldn't, I would step off now. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah. L- listen, I've got, I've got relatively small, small skin in the I game. Know, no. so I'm, not, like, I'm not, not speaking about you. I'm talking about like if you are in, 40 million dollar oh land. yeah no like, no no no. They're, they're, you never had people. that to begin with like sell out now no nah, okay. <laughs> i i i've been i've been reading a lot of the wall street bets reddit obviously and uh just seeing people share their sure they're like buy-ins and they've got like twenty thousand investor with gamestop and like ten thousand with blackberry and ten thousand with nokia because these are the other ones that they're trying <laughs> to like short squeeze now as well and it's I'm like that's a lot of money um like yeah. i put in enough that if it goes to zero 
Like I'll be sad, obviously. Yeah, you're, uh, you're not gonna like. You're not gonna not, not eat. <laughs> no, no, it's like, you know, whatever. Fuck, I I tried. Um, and if I walk okay. away with it with like double of what I put in, I'll be super stoked. Be, so. Yeah, I'd be happy. But if anything, it's taught me a lot about stocks and trading online to the I point where it's like, huh, I could see myself doing this for more stable long term. Yeah, you could just do it stuff. for other stuff now, which is quite cool. Yeah, there's actually the. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not meaning to like advertise for them, but I'm using eToro. Robinhood. <laughs> like, no, fuck that. I'm using I'm using eToro for for trading. Um, and they have this cool feature where they have like people who like invest in multiple stocks, and you can like invest in that person. It becomes and then like they a, will, yeah, yeah. They'll be like a broker for you. And there's one group there that invests primarily in video game stocks. So they invest oh, in cool. Intel, AMD, Nvidia, uh, Tencent, some publicly traded publishers, stuff mm. like that. And they, I think in like 2019, they had a return of 50%. In 2020, sure. a return of 70 And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, because yeah. they diversify it for you. So mm. it's like stuff like that. Like learning about stuff like that, pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's never too bad to learn about that sort no. of making your money work for you. But I do worry about people who like now they'll watch like a YouTube video and just drop like big money. It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I <laughs> mean, all of, all of this is down to due diligence. Yeah. Um, there's a reason, you know, financial advisors make a living off of this stuff because, yeah. uh, you know, that's their job to, to keep. So if you don't, if you are just going by what you read on Reddit, then I mean, straight up this game spot stock that I bought into is straight up gambling. Like I haven't read yeah. enough into it. I'm just riding this wave, but mm. I don't do that for any of my other investments. No, like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do it's not advise safe. anyone do that because that is irresponsible and mm. yeah. No. no, but like I, I, I'm the same. Where uh, it was about I don't know two or three years ago when Bitcoin went like mainstream. I mean, mm. Bitcoin existed for the longest time before that, but there was a period where the public were like, "Wow, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, money," and like. People, some people put in a lot of money, and I think they lost a lot of money. I yeah. put in like one and a half thousand rand because I'm like I'm not going to lose sleep over one and a half mm. thousand rand, like fortunately. And I've just left it, and that's worth like twenty thousand rand now. <laughs> Damn! Like, it's like it's not a thing of like I, I put all my life's at like maybe I should have, but that would have been the same sort of thing of like <laughs> that, it could have gone the other, other way. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you like could have gone. Damn! The other imagine way. if I'd put ten times more, how much more I would have had now. Yeah. But it's like the points I'm getting at is like I've done probably what you've done. I'm like I'm putting small values at. If I lose it, I'll be like, oh, like shit. You know, that's mm. one and a half thousand rand or whatever you invested gone. But if it works out, it's like okay, cool. You know, I can exactly, pay off, exactly. You know? Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. I mean, I think I bought into Bitcoin around the same time you were when it was like sixty thousand rand for a coin. Yeah, remember, remember that. And I <laughs> like at the time didn't have the nerve for it, and I sold out super early, and I could have yeah. made, I could be sitting on a lot more money today. Could have made stonks, man. <laughs> that's just the nature. I mean, I think about it; it was sixty thousand rand, six hundred dollars a coin. It's now forty thousand dollars a coin. Yeah, it's like, insane. It's ridiculous. It's like could have made tons of money, but mm. you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's, at the yeah. time when you're watching this thing go up and down, you're just like stressing. No, it, like it's crazy. Def- look. If it was easy, everyone would have been a exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just this has taught me that 
I, the, the, the people who do this day in and day out, I understand why they have like heart attacks at like 35 because this is, <laughs> I can't imagine doing this like just every day for eight hours, you're just watching and you're looking to make trades on the sense so that you can make marginal profits on every single sale. And it's Yeah, not unreal. only that, it's, it's like, it's one thing doing it with your money, but imagine it's your job to manage other people's money. Yeah. Well, th- this is the whole point. Why, why all this pressure is mounting is because like, that's what people did. They used other people's money to play a game of chance on GameStop, and now, and, now they're being fucking yeah. destroyed because of it. Like losing yeah. millions, billions. So the economy, yeah, good luck. The economy <laughs> has just been shown for what a casino it really is. It's uh, all nonsense. It's amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been a weird. Just weird, money weird. being essentially created out of thin air. Um, yeah. What a weird insane. thing. But I think uh, we'll, we'll actually explain this whole GameStop thing in more detail. Well, I'll, tr- I'll try my best to explain. Yeah, that. yeah. Give us your energy. Um, but this game, this wow, this is. I was going to say is this GameStop game chat. Yeah, <laughs> this is checkpoint <laughs> chat to talk about video games. Uh, not not stonks. Nice. Uh, well, at least the only stonks we talk about here are turnips in Animal Crossing. Let's just say that. <laughs> the, you see, they taught I mean, us. Really, Nintendo Animal taught Crossing, us. They prepared yeah, us for knew. this time. So forward thinking. Imagine know? imagine trading stocks was as easy as just visiting someone else's island and selling for a massive profit. How much are the stocks in your island? Cool, I'm coming over. <laughs> exactly. What a what a great concept. Oh my goodness. But imagine yeah. trading with uh, the Animal Crossing's online infrastructure. That would be a nightmare. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. yeah. That, that would give give me a heart attack. <laughs> um so I have I have stuff that I played uh Primarily like backlog from last weekend because last weekend after recording, I just spent the weekend. Yeah, I spent the weekend finishing up uh, Dishonored Two and the DLC Death of the Outsider. Nice. And uh, let me tell you, those games pretty good. Good time. Pretty pretty good. Yeah, I I took a while for them to click with me. I don't know. I I guess I was trying to play the game in a very rigid way and I was trying yeah. to bend the game into the sort of stuff I wanted to play as. And when I started being a bit more fluid and freeform with the powers uh, that that Emily Caldwin, the protagonist, has, then it became a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, I was having a really great time just being very creative, getting around areas sneakily, and I felt like the maps got better and better as the game went on uh the map design in that game is just amazing unreal the amount i mean it's always the case of like everyone makes the joke of like deus ex it's like play your way but every door is like you can unlock it or you can hack it or you can climb in this vent so Mm. it feels very artificial because it's like you can play your way but it's making it very easy for you to play your way Mm. i think dishonored does that but in a far more subtle way it yeah. has avenues for you to take, but they're not all laid out at the same place. Like, if a doorway is locked, the vent to circumvent it is not next to it. It's yeah. somewhere else. It's, it's somewhere like else, yeah. you at a, in a weird room, and then you get in the vent, you're like, oh, this is where this is going, you know. Stuff like that. So, you feel very smart when you manage to find a way into a place that you're not meant to be in a yeah. creative way. Um and that's part of, that's mostly what I loved about the game is just poking around the levels, uh, getting around them. Uh, I, I, I stuck to a play style, which was like, I'm using my like magic power to 
leap between rooftops. I always enjoyed mm. being above enemies and seeing them from above and just like kind of staying out of their way as much as I can. Yeah. But if I if I got caught, I tried to, you know, dispatch them without killing them as best I could. But sometimes if I alerted enemies, then like 10 enemies were on me and I was like, okay, I'm just going to die. Because <laughs> like, sometimes I was able to run away and, and reset, but most times they kill you so quickly. It's, sure. Yeah. So the game is really good. I think the, the world building in the game is also fascinating because it's got such a unique setting. It's all it's about almost, whales. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird. It's like whale hunting and magic and like very steampunky vibes. But then this, the sequel takes place in a different city. So the first, the first um, game took place in Dunwall, which felt very like Victorian England and industrial mm. revolution era, like very downtrodden and stuff yeah. like that. So the sequel takes place in an island just off of Dunwall called Karnaka, which feels almost like Europe. Okay. It's far more colorful. It feels a bit more tropical, uh, but it's also got its own issues. Um, mm. And I liked the change of setting just for like the visual style. I thought it was really nice. nice. Um, it's good. Uh, it, it's a great game. I think there are some standout levels. Like we, we spoke about last week, the Clockwork Mansion mm. is an early level that's a standout. And there's one later in the game called A Crack in the Slab, which... Ooh. I don't want to give away the main the main hook of it because um you still want to play it, but it's it's on par with like Titanfall's time shifting level. Oh nice. Ooh. It's like it really it, it strips away all your powers and is like this level works by these rules. And okay. I was just like enthralled by how it worked. It was just one of the most creative levels of anything I've ever played. It was mm. serious. Like Dishonored Two is worth the price of admission just to play that level. It's yeah. so good. It's that's cool. Really, really good. I, just on side sidetrack on on that note, I I really enjoy when games do that to you because you get to like a good example is Breath of the Wild where you're so used to having I've got all my equipment and this and that, and then you just happen to explore off the coast of one part of the map. It's like here's an island. You can't use any of your. You've got nothing. You like yeah. rock up on the island without any gear, and it's like and you're starting from scratch. And it just, I don't know, it's such a like refreshing change of pace that like takes you out of the core experience. So I suppose that's similar in that like you said, you don't get any of your powers and I don't know, mm. I don't know what the twist is in this specific level, but just that in itself is like, no, now you need to start from scratch and, you know, face whatever's in front of you, which is really Essentially, cool. yeah, I had, to, I had to completely change the way I played because I was so used to using my powers to, um, you know, always have a vertical advantage on my enemies. Um, and now I didn't have that. Um, but the mechanic that it does introduce makes you think outside of the box, sort of. Um, yeah, it was really good. Really, nice. really, really good. Um, and then Death of the Outsider is like a... It's not an epilogue. It's more like a... It takes place after Dishonored 2, but it follows um, a character who's like a side character in the main story. Uh, Billy Lurk, and it it folds in uh, some dangling threads from the first game. Um, okay. to the, yeah, to the point where the DLC almost feels like a an end to the series. You know, like okay, I know Dishonored didn't sell exceptionally well, um, even though it's I think it's one of Arcane's best IPs, um, mm. but you know, if if Dishonored never 
had another sequel, Death of the Outsider would be a satisfying ending to everything, okay. I think. Um, it was also really nice because it's like, it's another f- six or seven hour adventure and Billy Loke has completely different powers. Okay. Um, so experimenting with her, like they, like she had a power where I could steal the faces of enemies so I could do like a hit <laughs> hitman thing and like sneak into places. Um, the Game of Thrones. Exactly. Sure. The one thing I did like about Death of the Outsider more than Dishonored 1 and 2 is in 1 and 2, you have a mana like meter that mm. you have to replenish with like potions and stuff like that. In Death of the Outsider, you have a meter which is uh, segmented into like three portions. Yeah. And every power you use uses one portion of that, that meter. But then okay. it always refills. So oh, I nice. was able to use my my uh, powers like so much more. Um, and it felt a lot more liberating to not always have to worry about when I can top up with mana or yeah. stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, I liked that aspect of it. Um, and she also had a far more limited set of powers. Like uh, when you play as um, when you play as e- Emily or Corvo in two, you have tons. Like they they're like weapons that you you equip. So you can have almost I think it's like six or seven different powers. And Billy sure. Lurk only gets four total. And okay. I felt like that was it was far more manageable. Like it it. It meant I had fewer options, but I had to be more creative with the options I did have. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they do a good job of, of making each character stand out and allowing you to play a certain style of game the same, but also, like, making it slightly different here and there. So, That's cool. Great games. Um, I think if you haven't gotten to them, they're always on sale. They're very cheap. And, yeah, I think Dishonored 2 took me, like, 14 hours and then death of the outside was like six hours so and there's lots hours. more you can do there's lots more like be- because before each mission you're in like a little hub world mm-hmm. and the hub world always changes so there's always like side oh, missions in the hub world and yeah okay like stuff to collectibles to pick up and and upgrades to find and stuff like that so i did things here and there but um not all of it because i was just like i just kind of want to carry on mainlining the story yeah and, um yeah, it's good. It's I hope Arcane to gets to do more of this stuff. It, <laughs> well, it makes the, me excited for Deathloop. Deathloop, yeah. Holy crap. I must say, yeah. like, so I, I mean, just for context, I played the first Dishonored, and I don't know, if I think back to it, for some reason I just fell off. Like, I played the first few hours, like, that's fine, and I just never went back to it. Despite, like, I, I acknowledge, I think it's a great game, a great premise, and I do like the, the whole thing of, it's like this weird first-person stealth adventure game like immersive sim yeah yeah it's like um it's it's almost like a niche thing yeah Um, but it just didn't grab me but when i see death loop though just just Mm. on pure style and um um the way it looks and that i'm like "Mm, like, i think i'll really enjoy this so and even just the premise of death loop of like you constantly dying and you have to try to figure out like it's almost like it's a a puzzle game of you're going to constantly die. You have to figure out how to get through the narrative. Exactly. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it, what the final product's going to be like, but that to me is interesting enough to be like, damn, I want to give this a try. Yeah. I, I'm I'm still like curious. I, I like don't know the, almost like the moment to moment gameplay of how Deathloop works. But yeah. part of that is like part of the mystery. It's like, yeah, it's this thing you're dying constantly. It's almost like a roguelike structure, but yeah. 
I mean, it's the, weird. Yeah, they, they, the one trailer they showed was basically like, you know, oh, you know, you've got to go kill this person, but because this thing happened, yeah, you forgot about this person. So it's like, what's the right yeah. way to do it? It so seems to, like a very reactive sandbox that yeah, you kind of have which, to figure which out. Which is pretty cool. What's yeah. exciting is that Arcane are owned by Bethesda, which mm-hmm. are under Microsoft. Xbox, which yeah. means there's potential Game Pass shenanigans there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, De- Deathloop and um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, mm. Yeah, that's also coming out this year. Yeah, but they, they are both still exclusive to PlayStation 5. They haven't been announced for... Mm. And part of the reason is... Microsoft is buying Bethesda, but the deal hasn't gone through yet. So mm. they can't they can't talk about exclusivity or anything because the actual sale is only going through, I think, in March or April this year. Okay. Um, and then they can start where? talking about that sort of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that uh, Harvey Smith, who was the creative director on Dishonored and Prey, um, he's not working on Deathloop. So hmm. Arcane is doing something else. Um, oh, so they're working on another project somewhere. They're working on something else. Yeah, so because Arcane's got a few studios, I think Deathloop is being headed by Arcane Leon uh, in France. So, Leon, <laughs> yeah, Leon. Um, but I, I'm super keen for that game. I think yeah. I think what's cool is that it's it's a first person shooter. Mm. So I think it's the action's going to be far more direct than something like Prey or Dishonored. So. Yeah, and that's okay, coming both, out in both May. Of those are, are like, I don't know, it's, the fact that you have abilities or spells, whatever, it's like different. Mm, mm. Whereas Deathloop, like you said, is, seems more like a straight up action shooter. Did you um? Did you ever play Prey? Mm-mm. You, uh, I think you would really like Prey. I, I, I was really disappointed with the ending, like story wise, and some of the backtracking in the game. But it's like, it's very much a Bioshock in space top mm, five. That's cool. And it's. I I think it's I think, very good. Yeah, I yeah. think between Dishonored 2 and Prey, I'd probably like them both, but my goodness. I'm staring at my backlog. Even even with the start of the year, I've like I've gone through a few games and I still want to play like this week alone, the medium's out now. I've got mm. it downloaded. I want to play that. There's that game from uh, published by uh was it Yacht Club games? Yeah, Yacht Club games. Uh, sh- wanna, cyber Cyber Shadow Cyber. I wanna wanna try that as well. And it's like I've still got Astral Chain on the Switch and then there's a whole lot of other stuff coming out. I'm like, oh my goodness. But aren't you this glad is. you can play like backlog <laughs> games? It's it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it, it's been a nice, nice refreshing change of pace of I'm actually just gonna play I mean, it sounds like such a first world problem, like I've got too many review games, but like <laughs> There's a difference between playing review games and playing, you know, games that you've had your eye on, for yeah, example. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but what, um, what else What else you been playing? So, after Dishonored, I thought I'd dive into another big uh, backlog game, uh, Yakuza 0, oh, which boy. I've been dying to play for a while. And that's like, this is a long, long game. So, I don't know. It's going to be like an, an on and off sort of thing for me, I think. Just uh, like Persona honestly, was. that's... That's the only reason I've probably not dived into the the Yakuza franchise because there are so many of them for starters, and they ain't short games. No, like they're all very long proper, games. Yeah, yeah. but so, I would love to play them. Yeah, I think I'm like maybe five or six hours into this first one, and it's a lot of the the, the beginning hours is a lot of setup. Mm. It's all very good Japanese melodrama, Yakuza <laughs> organized crime melodrama. It's really good. It's really good. Like. 
it's it walks this fine line of serious and ridiculous so well. Mm. It absolutely does. Um, and now I'm more like I I finally got to the part where I'm like unleashed on the open world and I have a bit more freedom to kind of run around. And it's just fun. Like it's like this open world, and every now and then it feels like almost like Pokemon encounters. It's like <laughs> these like guys just appear and they want to fight you, and then it turns into like a 3D arcade brawler sort of yeah. thing where the the combat is very button mashy and in my view one note, but it's fun. Like, mm. man, Kiryu straight up looks like he's killing these dudes, but he's <laughs> never killing people. It, it's, it's ridiculous. You beat, you beat like the shit out of them and they drop money. Which yeah, cool. they drop money. They do. You can do this like suplex on this guy's neck. And I'm like, that guy's dead. <laughs> that guy. And, and then the screen like fades and he's like on the floor. He's like, oh. I think it takes some inspiration from Mortal Kombat where there's... There's stuff that'll shred up and murder people, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's it, or, or or like Batman the Arkham series. You're like oh, that yeah. dude is dead, and it's like <laughs> no, nah, nah. So yeah, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying the the story so far. Um, the setting is really good because it's set in like the late 1980s. Mm. So you're in um, a city called Camarocho, but it's it's styled very differently to you know a modern day yakuza. Mm. Um, and mainly it's just like <clears throat> I'm diving into all of the mini games that everyone keeps talking about. Like <laughs> I go to a Sega arcade and I play the claw machine for a while. Um, <laughs> for, for a while. How many hours is this? This five uh, to six hours is all in the claw machine. Wasn't I've it? played, I played a lot of the claw machine. I've played a lot of the batting cages. There's like a baseball batting cage, uh, mini game, which is really I fun. Am. There's also a really complex dancing mini game, which I'm kind of like still trying to understand. Nice. I need to find another karaoke bar because the karaoke is really oh fun. Oh my gosh, it's karaoke. <laughs> yeah, there's karaoke. There's, um, I played pool, you know, like billiards. Oh uh, I played darts. Um, so Yakuza is actually just the best collection of mini games. Yeah, it's like 100, wh- what is that? 101 mini games thing on, on <laughs> Nintendo Switch, but it's, it's set to but the tune of a Japanese to... melodrama. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It, yeah, but it, it's so ridiculous though. Like yeah, there's I mean, just t- this guy that keeps appearing who's like wanting to train to fight me, but he just keeps randomly appearing. He's like this hobo. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. where are you coming from? And then, <laughs> like I told you the other day, I played a mission where I had to help this like boy band or like this essentially like a rock band like up their bad boy image because they're actually all like saints, but they've attracted like a uh, a following that expects them to be hardcore and like almost gangster-like. So like I had to teach them how to do that. And it's so, it's so fun. It's, it's just really But I think that good. that's what yeah. makes the franchise really good is that it, like you said, it straddles this fine line between like it's super serious, like it's this... Mm. You know, the uh, Yakuza is like a crime gang in yeah. Japan, you know, yeah. very much like the mafia. But uh, there's stories, missions like that. It's like, no, you're going to help this boy band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, But why? the Yakuza, they talk, they talk, I mean, they, they structured like a family and, mm. you know, there's so much honor involved in it. And like everyone knows you, Yakuza, and they just stay away from you. And it's so weird. It's so, but it's so good. I think... I think the best way I can explain or sell this game is that so my brother's the sort of gamer who he he likes his Call of Duties, his Uncharted. It's like mostly 
adventure games or shooters. Okay. He bought that uh, limited edition Uncharted PS4, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So you got the limited edition Uncharted. But then I would like, I would honestly never recommend Yakuza to him purely because I'm like, it's probably a bit too out there or weird, whatever. Like, cause you, like you've explained, it's not quite your typical no, RPG. Definitely not, like, it's, no. I don't know. But he ended up picking up, I don't know which one it was, Yakuza something on PS Plus like two, three years ago. And he finished it. I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, like this game clearly like was special that he went through the whole thing. And yeah. I remember him the one time I visited, he showed me like this is why I know about the combats and stuff, because I've seen it, I've seen him play it. Where it's like exactly what you said, you like straight up murder these people. <laughs> but then like the screen transitions are just on the floor, like, oh sorry. Yeah. They're just <laughs> like, like okay. Oh my god, oh, I'm a bit sore. Oh. It's it's good. It's good. I, it, it's like you know, there's Yakuza Zero, and then it goes from like one until six, and I don't, yeah, I don't foresee an instance where I'm going to be playing all of them. But I wanted to play at least Zero before I jump onto um, Like a Dragon, Like a Dragon, because Like a Dragon is like new That's character, like yeah, new new style of play. Um, and everyone says Yakuza Zero is a really good one, so mm. a really good, almost like self-contained one as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm probably going to be, you know, jumping on and off of it because, uh, you know, games are coming in now. They're starting to come in thick oh and boy. fast. So, like, uh, you know, it could be like a persona thing for me where I play it over <laughs> the space of like a year or a bit. Yeah. But I'm having a good time with it. So. Nice. Would recommend. It was also nice, like nice, nice. 80 bucks on PlayStation. It's also on Game Pass, so you can grab it. Game Pass. So yeah, I think yeah. the whole Yakuza franchise is basically on it's Game Pass It's unreal now. because like two years ago, Yakuza did not exist on Xbox. Yeah. And now it no. was like a launch title for the Series X and you've got all of them on Game Pass. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, wow. I, I don't know what shenanigans Microsoft pulled there because generally like Yakuza is made by a Japanese company mm. and you would think... Published the by Legions, Sega, yeah. Yeah, you'd think the Legions would just be PlayStation, but... Sega has been like good buddies with the Xbox teams, which is not yeah. a bad thing. Like I'm not at no. all saying it's a bad thing. It's I do, so I do feel like Yakuza. You know, it's almost like Yakuza and Persona finally got their due because they franchises that have been around forever, and mm. I think they've always been spoken about on the periphery. Yeah, but like Persona Five really launched Persona into like mainstream, mm. you know, consciousness, and I feel like Yakuza Zero kind of did the same for for Yakuza. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it's a good it's time. Very cool. Um, but that's no, basically okay. what I've been playing. I dabbled for an hour in the medium last night, so I can't really talk much. But it is spooky. Talk about the next week. It looks it very pretty, and I'm keen to play more. How many so, times yeah. did you poop your pants? I did jump once in the. the it wasn't <laughs> like a jump scare, but it was like. It was something I didn't expect to happen. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, took me by surprise. I think there. I think the the fixed camera angle uh, aspect of it, because it's like uh, very much like an old school Resident like Evil, Resident Silent Evil, Hill. Yeah. I think nice. they use it very well um, because they know what your perspective is going to be. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, on on that, I think we both played the Resident Evil Village demo, which you can talk oh, yeah. about quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I also played that. Wow, it's uh, felt like a long week. I felt like I played yeah, that ages ago. Been, I mean, I've still I've played a fair bit this week as well that I want to dive into, but I think just in the Resident Evil Village uh, demo side, I played it. It's super short. So it yeah. took me like twenty minutes or so, and it really struck me. It's like it's more Resident Evil Seven, which is a good thing, but 
not in like backwater South America. It's like in a big, beautiful mansion, yeah. which will obviously be part of, you know, a village in, I don't know, is it in Europe? We, we don't actually know where the setting is, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure like where it is. I don't think they've revealed yeah. where, where it happens, but it's, the setting is just, I really enjoyed the demo because it just gave a very quick vertical slice of this is the playground you're going to play in. And those, that mansion's beautiful. Like the, that engine is yeah. just, I don't know, like I'm, I'm playing it on the PS5, but I know that's what it looked like on PS4 because that's what mm. Resident Evil 7 looked like basically. And it's smooth as hell. Yeah, it's so, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, there's um, no, there's no, no combat in the demo, but it's really yeah. just like a walking sim of. I mean, they, they call it a, a visual showcase. Yeah, it's just so, to show you what the engine looks like, what the yeah. settings are. The mansion um, reminds me a lot of Spencer Mansion in Resident Evil One. Yeah, um, no, but I think a lot of the games always harken back to that specific mansion. It's always like something. It's inspired, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. follow-ups. Even, even in, I mean, Resident Evil Revelations Two. Oh, I still need a, to play that. That that's a great game. I think it's so underrated. Like it's not a ten out of ten or nine out of ten game, but it's a really good Resident Evil game that I think a lot of people overlooked. It's on Games Pass um, as well. I should give it a go. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I would I would consider picking that up on Switch even because the way it's broken up is that it's done by like episodes, almost like a TV show. Yeah, I remember so it was like, released episodically. Yeah, so yeah. it's like an hour or two per episode, which to oh. me on the Switch is really cool. And it's but more like a, it's more like Resident Evil Five style gameplay. Yeah, right? more it's like over the shoulder. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's a good combination of action and horror because the setting is like doom and gloom. It's not quite as actiony as Resident Evil Five and Six. Oh, okay. Um, but but in one of those chapters, you enter a mansion that's very much like. Yeah, this is like Resident Evil One Mansion. Okay. Um, so, like, I felt that in Village is like they've clearly taken inspiration from the original, which mm. is not a bad thing. Did you so, did you jump out of your skin? There was one part that scared me genuinely in the demo where you're just walking down, or I think you're in the 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 like main hall of the mansion, and out of nowhere, one of the vampire sisters just goes, "I'm watching you." And I was like, yeah, I was like, I hmm. crapped myself. <laughs> oh my God. Cause it comes out of nowhere and the music just cuts like immediately. Yeah. As I, she think, says I think I, I just happened to be walking down the stairs and that happened. Oh and my God. Like, and in my head, I'm like, cause you start off in that um, jail cell, right? And yes. there's obviously, there's like something down there with you. But the fact that they straight up said like, there's no, it's like you said, it's a visual showcase, whatever they called it. I was like, okay, there's not going to be combat. Yeah, nothing's so going to jump out and try and kill me. Nothing's going to jump out at me yeah. or whatever. But even just in the cells, it's like, oh my God, like there's somebody down here with me. Mm. But exactly like you said, you said, in the mansion, you're walking. And she's like, I'm watching you. I was like, oh my God. God I, I, I jumped out of my, it's so well done. <laughs> it's really, really well done. Um, and and I genuinely felt like I could have died at that point because she then attacks you. Um, yeah. So then yeah, I just I think, ran. I think you can die in the demo yeah. if, if you take enough I, damage. I ran to the door and then got killed by everyone's favorite <laughs> big vampire lady. Um, What's that lady? Damascus. Dimas Damascus. Yeah. Something. She something. really is huge. I mean, she had to duck She's to giant. get in under that door. She's massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a cool demo. It's like I just wanted to see what that engine looks like, and yeah, it's. Gorgeous. Looks great. It's so proper is it a, gorgeous. Is the demo exclusive on PS5? Yeah, they said they are releasing another demo that will be cross-platform uh, cool. soon. Well, I guess it has to be kind of soon because the game's out in like... It's in May. Beginning of yeah. May. It's like three months from now, so... 
May cool. is I'm cool, hey? Resident Evil, Deathloop. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Exciting, mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you been playing? So last week, last weekend, actually, I dived into the Black Ops. Uh, is it Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? That's <laughs> the like one. The world's the longest ri- name. It's ridiculous I dived name. Because we, we got a review copy when the game launched in what, like November? Yeah, around when the PlayStation 5 launched. Um, And I just never got around to it because that was just a crazy period where we were playing Demon's Souls and Spider-Man and a whole lot of other stuff. And I just thought, you know what, I've actually finished what's what's like on my plate at the moment and I want a quick palate cleanser, which Call of Duty campaigns are. They're usually relatively short, like six to ten hours. They're nice Um, action action movies. Yeah, they're very action-y. And I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was like that that it was just Call of Duty, which is not a bad thing. Um, but I felt it was very short and yeah, just I actually don't know how else to explain it other than it was, it was okay. Like it wasn't, yeah. didn't blow my socks off. I wasn't disappointed. Like I got exactly what I expected. Yeah, I, um, I felt the same. Um, I thought after, I thought Modern Warfare was a better campaign. Um, mm. so I thought after Modern Warfare this was not as good but at the same time I appreciated some of the the levels like you were saying the um, the level that almost feels like a Hitman level in the, the Kremlin yeah, is kind of it's cool like, is, it, is it the Kremlin? It's like yes the, is it KG, it's not KGB headquarters it's well it's just the Russian like Russian yeah, yeah where the premise is you basically need to get a key card to let you know, the American Let hit your team pals get in. in. Yeah. yeah. But there's not one way to do it. There are like three or four different ways to do it, which encourages replayability in, in mm. a good way. Like you want to see like, oh, what if I had done it this way or this way? Mm. Um, that to me was definitely the, the highlight of the game. And interestingly enough, like no action in that specific part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 just it's very well done. You're walking around, exploring, trying to solve a puzzle essentially. Yeah. No, it was very uh, Hitman-esque in a way. Mm. Um, very very um, scripted because it told you immediately where you needed to go to do yeah. certain objectives. But, you know, for a Call of Duty game, I think it was kind of like it out there, which is kind of pace, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the campaign missions are, are fun. Um, yeah. I think they jump around to cool locations and give you cool weapons to use. But, yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, I never found the story surprising. I just uh, found that the, the missions themselves very short. Extremely like, short, like yeah. incredibly short. Like I, some of them even, I mean, there are two endings to the game, I think. So hmm. there, there are some side missions that I have to go back and do. Um, so like the game, I think the game is good in the sense that it encourages you to poke around a bit more. Like it's not just a straight up run A to B Call of Duty. You can do that. That's hmm. what I did on my first playthrough. Um, but there are side missions you can do, but in order to unlock them or do them properly, you need to explore existing missions to get Intel mm. um, recorded, like that sort of thing. The puzzles, uh, once you've got all those Intel pieces, you have to like solve a puzzle to unlock the mission. Those yeah. are pretty cool. I yeah, which is cool. Those, yeah. But then like the one, so the ending I got, which is just a straight up, you make a choice at the end and it determines which final mission you get. Mm. It was done in like, it felt like 10 minutes, like 10, 15 minutes and it was like, Boom, roll credits. I was like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> okay, ve- it's was, very quick. It was very, very short. Yeah. Yeah. I all mean, of the missions feel like that. They feel like 15 minutes. They're so short. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I sat and I thought about it. I'm like, 
my playtime was probably like five hours, six hours, which mm. even that, I was like, that is very short. But I mean, Call of Duty, we'll know the single player campaign is not really what it's about anymore. And it hasn't yeah. been about that for a long time. But I mean, I still, I haven't really played multiplayer, nor have I tried the zombie mode. Um, the zombie mode's fun. We should play that. Yeah. But in terms of the campaign, I just like, like you said, really fun. Mm. Um, but it's par for the course. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. felt it was a bit short. Um, but what I what I did enjoy actually um, is on the PS5 the adaptive triggers, like oh yeah, how did you feel about those? I I thought it was really cool, but you can't play like that in multiplayer. Hell no, because it no, actually puts you at a disadvantage. Not. And weirdly enough, your hands get tired. Yes, from pulling down the trigger. Like I did yes. not expect that at all. I feel like the tension on them is a bit too much because like mm. especially my left finger with aiming down the sights constantly. I, like, I don't get why the left triggers got the tension to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, like, I'm confused by that I, as well. I get that. I get that they're trying to convey like if you're holding a sniper rifle, it's it usually takes you longer to pull up the mm. scope, whatever. Mm. But I'm like, that doesn't translate well in the left trigger. Like it just didn't make sense to me. Mm. Whereas in the right trigger, I'm like, yeah, you're pulling, you're trying to simulate you pulling a trigger. Like that makes sense. Yeah, the right trigger is cool because it's like, easy and then it gets to like a point where you have to really like click the trigger in mm. uh, to fire which i think is really cool and then the vibration kind of they say the vibration's all different for every gun i think it's very subtle it's, yeah but yeah but like like you said especially on on console since call of duty 4 the idea has always been aim down sights let go and re-engage it because then it activates the snapping the auto aim snapping so yeah. if you're doing that between every enemy or at least, you know, frequently, the resistance mm. on that trigger just, it, it's it so tiring. It's yeah. so tiring, yeah. yeah. But it's its a cool concept. Like, I, I think it yeah. adds a lot of immersion to the campaign. But like you yeah. said, I'd never use it in multiplayer. Never. Yeah, you'll lose. <laughs> but we should lose. we should definitely play zombies because I've, I've played a few rounds of the zombies solo, which you can I 100% know. do. <laughs> it's super fun. I think mm. it's really fun. And I think with a few people, it would, it would yeah. be even more. It's a. It looks good though. Uh, I think mm. on PS5 it looks visually quite nice, especially yeah. that um, that first mission in the rain and with all the like mm. the neon signs. I think it's it's quite quite yeah. nice. That game gets off to a fucking fast start though. Hey? It's like it does. Yeah. Here's this mission. Oh, now you're attacking a plane with a remote control. It's super fast. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous how quickly it jumps between between yeah. things. But and it does have a twist at the end, which is like typical Black Ops, which I thought was. Okay. I saw that shit coming from a mile away. It was like, <laughs> no, no, oh, you, like, you've played a Black Ops game? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Okay. We got you. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> nice. Funnily enough, all the missions that took place in like Vietnam were like my least favorite. I thought they just yeah. were not I, great. I, I much preferred the... Like, it's weird because there are some missions that emphasize stealth, but mm. it's like... It's so short-lived that it's like... Oh, that eh. one that one actually where you sneaking through the city. Um, yeah, like that was cool. really fun. I really but enjoyed it's like, that. It's so, it's so short-lived. It's like there's that mission and there's maybe one or two others, but they're so... Like because the missions are so short, I'm like, I would enjoy more of this. Because it's a thing of like, you could... I mean, I suppose that... Wait, that mission does have a fail state of like you absolutely cannot be seen. But like yes. the fact that it's got stealth mechanics, but it doesn't really lean into them. I'm like, mm, it would have been nice to have. Well, more. no, you ca- you can be seen in that portion if you if you get seen and you kill people when you meet up with your contact. He has a different line of dialogue to be like, 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And like there's a little side mission in that mission where you have to yes, like no. find an informant. Did you yeah. did you let him live or did you kill him? No, I shot him. So you see, I let him because, live. Oh no. And then at the end of the mission he betrays you and he Yeah, because I read there was a file there yeah. which shared something and I was like, hmm. <laughs> this yeah, seems I, a bit, I, hmm. I didn't know. But it was kind of cool that it does the, you know, for you, it changed the game in one way. And for me, yeah, it, he actually influenced missions that came afterwards as well. So okay. I like that they experimented with that. But like yeah. you said, they don't go all in on it, but it's neat. It's, I feel, yeah, like, cool. so this, this to me is a kind of a, they're just dabbling with it. But if it really lends into it, so if, Black Ops 5, whatever moniker they add to it, if they really lean into like the, you know, there are branching paths here, not not necessarily like an RPG style, but different splitting narratives. It could be cool. Yeah. I mean, no, for I sure. Know. For sure. Yeah. What else? Um, other than that, I played a 2017 multiplayer game called <gasps> Witchet, which you probably what? never heard about. Which like W I T C H like a, yeah. a witch, witch, witch it, witch I, it, witch, witch it. space it. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of this game. No, you I doubt you would have. It's like a a small indie 2017 game where the premise is quite literally hide and seek. So okay, the way the way each round works is you have a villager or you, you have two teams, villagers and witches. Okay, and the team of villagers basically has to hunt the witches. But the witches can transform themselves into Villages. any object on the map. Oh, this is like Gary's mod. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is a, a game mode that's been present in many other games in some form. I think even Modern Warfare has a, has a yeah, hide prop and seek. Hunt. yeah, yeah, prop hunt. It's it's literally that. Okay, but this whole game is built around that. Okay, but it, it's just really fun in the sense that there are twists where. Villagers have abilities and witches have abilities. So, okay. for example, a witch has the ability to um, create a decoy. So I could, for example, choose to hide as a crate next to a whole bunch of other crates. And I can spawn a broom like a few meters <laughs> away to distract the villager hunting me while I make an escape or something. Okay. Whereas on the flip side, the villagers also have their own abilities where, for example, the most crucial one is they can throw out a chicken. Which, nice. <laughs> which, travels, which travels a short distance. And if there's a witch in the vicinity, it'll make a noise. It's like, there's a witch in this radius. Okay, so chickens are your witch radar. It's your witch radar. Okay. And it, like the game is okay. quite literally as simple as that. And it's just a lot of fun to play with friends. <gasps> so we played like six to eight of us. And what happens is the one mode we, we played is you start off with like one or two villagers and if they manage to catch a witch by killing it, that witch becomes a villager as well. Okay. So eventually okay. it becomes a thing of like you have one witch hiding and seven villagers looking for them. And it's just it's just a lot of shenanigans. So it's, and so it's almost like um, there was that game mode in Halo. I think it was called Infected. Like if you're infected and you kill yeah, someone, they became infected. They became, yeah. I mean, but that's one of the game modes. Um, it's such a, a simple premise. And my friends have been saying like, we need to play this for the is, longest time. Is it like a, is, is the perspective almost like an Among Us? Like you, a 2D? No. So it's either first person or third person. You can choose. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it actually, it makes a big difference because... So if you're playing in first person, for example, like you, you're only looking forward. So it's very easy to sneak behind someone. Um, 
yeah, it, it was just like a, a fun, we played it over two streams and it was just a lot of fun. And you say that, um, so when you detect a witch as a villager, you have to kill them. Is there like so, combat? So, like- no, so what, what, so the witches don't have any offensive abilities per se, like they, okay. they can't attack a villager to kill them. Okay. Their, their job is quite literally to just hide or run away. Okay. Um, the villagers' main way of killing a witch is they throw potatoes. So, <laughs> nice. if you see a witch, you just have to throw enough potatoes at them that it kills them. Ah, the age-old um, enemy of witches: carbohydrates. <laughs> carbohydrates. <laughs> Where's and then so if as a witch, there's a high risk, high reward system in place where. If you choose to hide as something small, like an apple, let's say, okay. you have you have very low HP. Whereas if you choose okay. to hide as a big object, say a table, you have a lot more health. So it's okay. the thing of like, do you choose to be something small and inconspicuous, but you can die in like one or two hits? Or do you choose to be like this massive object that, you know, it takes a few hits to kill? And what's cool is that as a witch, you don't, choose an object and that's that like for the rest of the game you can bounce between different objects as the, the round plays out so for example i would start the round being a ladder against a wall and if someone ran past me i'd quickly like fall off the wall move along and then transform into an apple and like roll the other yeah. direction so you can you can move as whatever yeah. object you're hiding is okay yeah. so it's just, just some good multiplayer yeah. fun it's not expensive it's like 140 how, rand how do the witches win Oh, if the time runs out, you know. Oh, time. so it's a time limit. Okay. It's a time thing, cool. yeah. Got you. Got you. And that's well, it. That sounds Super cool. simple. Yeah, it's good fun. That sounds very good. Yeah, that sounds like a very, like you said, a cool game to play with with a group of people that you know, sort of like Among yeah. Us. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where I've played it and I've, I've had my fill. I won't play mm. it for a couple of months, but on a day we'll be like, let's let's play a couple of rounds mm. and we'll mm. enjoy it. Yeah. That sounds cool. I've, yeah, never heard of that. Witch it. Witch it. Mm-hmm. Witch it. Witch it's witch it anything else on on the tape is that it that is it okay that's all we've played this week so i guess then it's time to get into game releases which sort of bleeds into gaming news uh in a way so we're looking at game releases from today um january 30th yeah Mm mm-hmm until can you believe we're in February already? Um, <gasps> February fifth. Sure. Next thing you know, it's Christmas twenty twenty one, and then you know, what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so we've got one, two, three, four, five, and then there's definitely two other games on here that haven't been updated. But yeah. Sure. Um, so first, we've got Werewolf: The Apocalypse. Hi- oh, okay, hold on. Werewolf: Colon The Apocalypse Dash Earthblood. Sheesh. Earthblood. Also known as soil. Just <laughs> why don't I just call it what werewolf soil? Oh, I guess water is like earth's war like earth blood. It's like liquidy no, wa- and it's everywhere. Is, it's ice juice. Ice juice. Okay. Ice juice. If you say so. There, there, no, where where did I see it? There's a meme or a video where you know there's a joke of like Mark like is it Mark Zuckerberg? Who? Facebook dude. Facebook dude, yeah. yeah he's, Mark Zuckerberg. He's, he's basically like a an AR, like oh, trying yeah. to take over the world. And there's a meme or video, I can't remember which which one it was, of him like drinking water and it's he's like, mm, ash juice. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the the number of memes oh, where he looks so like good. the the android from like the old Star Trek for Exactly. Uh, it's, it's 
creepy. He doesn't know it's water. He thinks he's like, hmm, ice juice. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you make water? You melt the ice. You melt the where ice. Where does the ice come ice from? Juice. No one knows. Well, it's funny because the one... Lenska and I went away last year for a weekend. Where did we go? To Harry Smith. On, on one of our stops, we went into one of those like proper old school like tin like at, at a garage there's one of those you get often get those side stores where it's like biltong and this and that yes whatever. they had waters in their fridge called sky juice and i laughed i was like oh my goodness <laughs> mark zuckerberg's taking over the world here <laughs> i can't i can't um so yeah werewolf game I, mm-hmm. I th- this makes it seem like this is like a, a sequel to a long-standing franchise. I've never heard of this franchise in my life. Werewolf so. Sky Juice. Cool. What else? Um, Blue Fire coming to PC and Switch on February 4th. Nice. Then we've got Nuts on PC and Switch <laughs> February 4th. This is actually <laughs> already out on uh, Apple Arcade. It's sort of like a... Sort of like Firewatch, but you're like using multiple camera systems to observe squirrels. It's got a very cool visual art style. I'm actually kind of curious about this game. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's it looks weird, and I I'm all in. Like you're all in. It's called nuts. Um, nuts. and then we've got Neo Two, the complete edition, coming to PC finally on February fifth, and nice. the Neo Remastered Collection coming to PlayStation Five on February fifth as well. Okay. Um, and then the other two that aren't listed on here, but I know they're coming. Um, February 2nd is Control Ultimate Edition. Oh. So that's finally mm-hmm. coming out. Um, and Destruction All-Stars on PlayStation 5. Nice. And both Control Ultimate Edition and Destruction All-Stars will be part of PS Plus. That's a big get for PS Plus because the Ultimate Edition of Control is the only one that has the um, the next-gen upgrade. Next-gen. <clears throat> I mean, I suppose that's a, a good segue into gaming news. Yeah, so as you said, so like we've just said, PS Plus for February, it's a great lineup. I think really is. Yeah, it's interesting because Games with Gold on Xbox and PS Plus this month, I feel they've both got very good lineups. Definitely, Um, yeah. So, game uh, Xbox Live Gold members will get, I think it's Resident Evil 1 remake, Mm -hmm. which is a fantastic game if you've not played it, like a proper ground up remake of the original Resident Evil, which came out in. 2003 i want to say but then got like an hd remaster in like 2017 ish somewhere there maybe uh, probably earlier and um gears 5 which you've played and you enjoyed really good game like it's on game pass as well but games for gold once you redeem them you own them so if you ever unsubscribe you'll still have access to it so yeah gears 5 is very good i thoroughly enjoyed that so yeah that's a good that's a good one and then on the flip side, PS Plus, you've got Control Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. um, what Destruction All Stars, which mm. I'm uh, very glad they made that um, a PS Plus game. Uh, yeah, PS Plus game. And what else was there? There were what was the other? The other the, oh, there was Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. No, if I'm that, not mistaken. that's in that's in Asia. Is so it just in Asia? Okay, I was yeah. very confused because I saw an article about. It. I was like, uh, what? Let me <laughs> let me actually see. There is a third one. PS Plus games fair, but po- points being though that both both consoles have a pretty solid lineup. Of yeah, it, it it was it's the strongest. Um, oh, C- C- Concrete Genie, that is the other one. Oh uh, yeah, I want to play that. I actually yeah. haven't played that, so that's cool. Um, 
yeah, it's probably the best PS Plus lineup in probably ever. In a long time, yeah. It's, it's I very mean, good. Control Ultimate Edition is like, wow, that is a massive, a massive get. giveaway. Yeah. If you've if you've not played Control, then do yourself a favor. It's it's. I'm really, very curious really to see game. it running on on console, because um, I know that the developer Remedy they came out and said there's going to be two modes. There's going to be a 60 frames per second performance mode with no ray tracing, and then a 30 frames per second mode with ray tracing. But even the 30 FPS mode, like Control, is a game on PC that leverages Nvidia's DLSS really well. Because if you yeah. aren't using DLSS, the ray tracing really punishes your your hardware. Yeah. Um, because it's so it's everywhere. It's reflections. It's ambient occlusion. It's lighting. Yeah. And you know, to this day, I still think Control is the best showcase for ray tracing. So yeah. I hope that they've managed to find a good middle ground on console because more people getting to see that is is great. It's I think it's transformative to the game. When you turn ray tracing on and off, it's like oh, it's it's it's, it's a really, huge difference. To I mean that that, game, yeah. that was the showcase piece for me where I got a ray tracing card. I was like, well, I can't really use it. So I couldn't really use it until I played control. And then I'm hmm. putting it off as like it's like I can't play like this. I've got to have the ray tracing. <laughs> it's so good. And then and then, you know, I guess only on PC, but the DLSS allows you to crank up the ray tracing and keep it at like 60 frames per second it's it's seriously one of the coolest games on pc it's phenomenal yeah um i yeah i really like control and also the ultimate edition will have the dlc so that's cool yeah which i have not played yeah neither i haven't haven't gotten to that uh the only downside is that you cannot bring your saves um yeah you i mean if you get it on ps4 you can take your ps4 save and Played on PS4, but as soon as you upgrade to PS5, your save is not compatible. Yeah. So that's that's a bummer, but oh well. It yeah. just means you have to play through that great game again. Yeah, how unfortunate. <laughs> how unfortunate. I mean, should we talk about the news of the week, though, which we spoke a little bit about earlier at the, the top of the episode. The, game stonks. The game, game stonks drama. I mean... Yeah, how, I, how, how I, do we I, encompass this quickly? Something yeah, I, I don't want to spend like too long on this because I think by now, if you've been interested in it, you've likely read up on it. But yeah, the long and the short, <laughs> the long <laughs> and the short of it is basically oh. GameStop has been in dire straits for a long time. No one, yeah, no one uh, can argue that. Um, so what that means in the economic world is lots of companies uh, take out short positions on them which essentially means they are borrowing shares and giving them out for sale with the expectation that the price will drop. Um, yeah. It's a very risky investment because your potential losses are infinite because your losses are yeah. based on how high the thing goes yeah. and your gains, you know, the biggest gain you can get is if the share drops to zero. Like crashes, um, yeah. So essentially, GameSpot stock was shorted beyond 100%, which makes no sense to me. I don't know how you can short more stock than is, <laughs> is issued. Exists, yeah. um, but this opened up the door for some people on Reddit who said, you know, we're going we're gonna to stick it to these hedge funds that, that uh, basically dictate when a company is no longer worth, uh, worth anything by taking all these big short positions on it. Um, yeah. And they started buying up tons of stock. And yep. what that meant was that these short positions all have a time limit on them. 
So eventually they have to be closed. So the more stocks that were being bought was driving up the price and putting pressure on these um, hedge funds with short positions to be like, we're going to have to close out for a loss, which in turn rockets the price up even more. Yeah. Um, so what it's led to is people making tons of money. Um, the GameStop's share price was like $5 at the beginning of this year. It's now, yesterday it closed at nearly 400 um, which is just i mean that's it's in the astronomical space of like, of it's, like a week yeah it's <laughs> just it's it's increased something like 1600 percent in january alone um yeah to the point where the american government is looking at it it's <laughs> stocks should not be this volatile but yeah. this to me is really it's blown the door wide open for regular people like us as to how yeah. ridiculous the stock market really is and how hedge funds seriously take advantage of it and now yeah. that regular retail investors are getting involved now this the hedge funds are like whoa 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 this free market idea it's, it's actually kind of a this? bad idea yeah yeah there's, there's, it's all there's sorts actually of bullshit. some, some yeah. great memes that have come out of this yeah that my favorite one is still the uh where it's like rich people you should learn to invest your money poor people yeah. okay it's like and rich it's like, people wait, no stop, stop. yeah <laughs> It's fantastic. It's but oh but that's what it's showing. It's showing that you know people always talk about capitalism and and the the, the free market as this means for anyone to get rich. Yeah. But in actuality, it's a means for already rich people to get richer, like yeah. they did during the pandemic. Uh, most most companies and very rich. You know, people like your Jeff Bezos and your Elon Musk, they all made trillions of dollars. They made a lot of cash money. While people were like suffering, you know, and now that the people suffering are going, well, I can actually make quite a bit of money here very quickly. They're like, no. On the backs of hedge, <laughs> hedge funds bleeding. It's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. My goodness. Yeah, it's a I whole mean, thing. It's a whole well, thing. Well, on, on that um, whole Elon Musk thing, there was also news this week that he tweeted about Cyberpunk 2077 and... I think their their share price also all it their rose nineteen percent <laughs> just because he tweeted about it. I'm like, how can one person have so much power with one tweet? But he he's part like, of the he's part of this thing because he tweeted about no, GameStop. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he tweeted about Dogecoin and that went up five hundred percent afterwards. It's, it's like I'm just like it. I don't know. It's it's like it's such a weird thing because I mean he already is like one of the world's richest people, right? But I'm like, the best financial advice I can give anyone today is like, just whatever he tweets about, just snap up stock of that because for some reason... I just have alerts just, on his Twitter. Like, be yeah. very quick. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the I mean, how much did Cyberpunk rise? You said... 19%, rose, yeah. It's like, it was their biggest rise since 2015 tweet. or something. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> just, just. when he, when the whole WhatsApp, Facebook thing uh, was happening earlier this year, he tweeted telling people to move to Signal which is like a messaging app. But Signal's, yeah. okay, Signal's open source. It is yeah. not a company. Yet, there was a company on the stock exchange called Signal, called Signal. and their share price <laughs> rose astronomically. They must it's have all been a game. So it's confused. nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's yeah. It's ridiculous. But that's that's like the TLDR version of what's going on. I, you know, yeah. I will not advise anyone to invest in something they do not, understand um but it is a fascinating thing and i implore people to read up more about it because i've learned a lot about the stock market just through this debacle and i've learned how fucking nonsense a lot of a lot of it is um 
But I think it's an interesting time. This is, to me, this is an inflection point in history uh, because yeah. it's really turned people's perception of that sort of wealth on its head. Um, yeah. And you know, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of big tech and um, financial people saying this is a turning point in how Wall Street operates. Um, yeah. So from I, that perspective, it's just fascinating to watch. Yeah, and no, I just think it's what I find so amusing is that it somehow it, it just got caught up in the world of gaming. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was it wasn't just some pure other chance. obscure yeah. company or whatever. It's like, no, this is it's like gamers versus Wall Street, it feels like. God, and CNBC is, you know, they're like, uh, oh, gamers are investing in the stock because they're nostalgic for the old days of gaming. It's like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, you guys are a financial channel, oh like one of the biggest gosh, in the world, like, and that on. is why you think people... It's been it's been a roller coaster of like bad media, bad just bad takes all around. It's um Yeah. It's, seriously something. Uh, uh so it's, yeah. It's weird. But yeah, do some reading on it because it is I I find it incredibly fascinating. Um so yeah, it's cool. What yeah. else? Um There is a fair bit of news this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, there so, is. There is. Like, yeah. Uh the uh, Epic Store uh, released uh, some stats on I think just its year of 2020. Um, just some just some quick stats for you. Quick math. Nice. Uh, monthly users rose from 32 million in 2019 to 56 million in de- by December 2020. Sure. Um, which is around half of what Steam has. So that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are now over 160 million Epic Store users. Mm-hmm. Um with a peak concurrent rate of 13 million in 2020. I think Valve's... I don't know what Valve's peak concurrent rate was. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. There was something about the free games that really blew me away. Oh, uh, stats about the games you give away. Yeah. It was like how many were claimed. Where is that stat now? I mean, oh, there we go. astronomical. 749 million free games. Um, that is... Claimed. That is a lot of money. I mean... That so is a lot of games. I have to believe that when Epic gives away games, right, they're reimbursing the publishers or developers somehow. Like, surely. I think so. I th- if I'm not mistaken, the the payment to the developers who put it out free is based on how many people download it. But, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at Battlefront 2, that alone took 19 million to the point where like, it crashed the game's servers. Like, Oh, my gosh. So just imagine for arguments like that, Epic Games gives the developer, the developer even just $1 mm-hmm. for every game, which I, I don't know what the deal is. But that means that they could have given away, like hypothetically, $750 million <laughs> to developers, which is like... That's a lot of that's, money. That's a lot of cash moolah. But at the which, same time, they they yeah. earned $700 million in revenue just on purchases made on the Epic Games Store. Yeah. So, and, and $265 million on third-party games on the Epic Games yeah. Store. It's, so it's interesting. I think, yeah, it, it's quite an interesting shake-up with Epic on the market now. What would you what would you guess are three of the most played games on, on the Epic Store? I've got a list of the ten here. The most popular titles. Is it free games or games just, just any on games? Epic? Any games. Uh Fortnite. Yep. Fortnite has to be up there. Um Rocket League? Yep. <laughs> nice. Really? Yep. Is it well, where's that on the list? 
Uh, they don't rank them from one to ten, but it's oh, on the okay. list. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. on there. Uh, am I just guessing three on that list? Of yeah, 10? just guessing three. League and Rogue Company. Wow, you nailed it! Damn, really? <laughs> yeah, Rogue Company's on yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah, the other ones are GTA Five. Uh, okay, oh, because t- they they gave the way they, they yeah, gave that they away, gave that away. At one point as well. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Um, wow, okay, that I did not expect. Borderlands Three. Uh, okay. Satisfactory. Okay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Dang. SnowRunner. SnowRunner. Yeah. And Godfall. Of all what? things. <laughs> yeah. Of all things, Godfall. <laughs> okay, so I, I really was just very lucky with my free-to-play titles. Yeah. I, um, Satisfactory was when I was also like, yeah, that makes sense there. But some of the others, I'm just like, Borderlands like, 3 and Tony Hawk. I'm like, huh. Okay. SnowRunner. SnowRunner. Have you, people have, people love that shit. Yeah, isn't it like mud tracks? It's like a very physics-based truck simulator thing. Yeah, yeah. So I know there's a local streamer um, called Entity who uh, he streamed it a lot last year, and I've, I've popped in and out. And from what I understood, it really was like you taking cargo from A to B. But she's like, I did not expect that to be in the top ten. It's very physics-y based. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. Some quick uh, news. Yeah, PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal has been delayed from... To April. Yeah, in yeah. 30th of April from the end of March. So that game looks really fun. I'm actually I, very I keen to play that. that. Yeah. It looks real good. looks really good. Uh, Cyberpunk um, 2077 got a hotfix issued, which fixed a bug that was introduced <laughs> with the game's latest big patch. I mean, um, they, also, they also removed a mod that allowed players to have sexy times with Keanu Reeves. Apparently. Yeah, it's true because the uh, the official modding tools for the game were released and, of course, people started shipping <laughs> the in-game model of Keanu Reeves with nice. whatever they wanted to. So Hilarious. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure that's like a legal thing for them. Just like, yeah. guys, please, we're going to get sued by Keanu it's, Reeves, please. But that's so like, it's such a weird thing because like, the moment you tell the internet to not do something, oh, yeah. they'll find ways to do Stress it. Stress and effect, 100%. Yeah, so uh, I don't see that problem going away, unfortunately. Uh, what else? There's a new Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons update mm-hmm. that was teased. Uh, there's, what's it? There's a, an event called Festival coming on February 15th Sometime. with a mm-hmm. peacock pave, pave, pave. She'll be in town um, doing, you know, exchanging stuff, things for unique items. Um, then they also teased a big crossover event with mm-hmm. uh, Mario in with March, Mario. which will be nice. around the game's one year anniversary. So that's cool. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, on, on Nintendo News, they also revealed a limited edition monster hunter Raz nintendo switch yes yeah, that the, it looks really and good it looks it is really a, really good it's a real pretty nintendo mm. switch let me tell you like I, I i always so for example just on animal crossing i thought the switch was nice it had the custom joy cons the the animal crossing colors the it's like that was it the blue and green like yeah very, that very like pastel blue and green yeah but like the switch itself is very like i suppose minimal in the the sense of like what they actually did to it but like mm-hmm. in a good way but this monster hunter switch looks like they went all in on like the joy cons it's, it's still like the, the the gray but it's got monster hunter decals on it and the the actual dock itself is like yeah 
black and gray. It's, it's really, like this really, really nice, nice gold adornment on on black. Yeah. It's it's really super, good. Super nice. I also really mm-hmm. like um the uh uh the pro controller that's coming with it. Yeah, I mean that was that's quite a surprise actually that it's coming with a specific pro controller. Also yeah. really nice that black and gold look. So, it's yeah. it's really good. I um yeah, I like it. And that's coming I think it launches with the with, with the game March twenty sixth probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I think that's that's news. Yeah, I think we can leave it there. There's just like three very quick fire things. Ninja theories, the uh, bleeding edge is dead basically. <laughs> that's the, oh that's right, the long and yeah. the short of it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're ten months. The servers. No, no, they're not. They're oh, not. They're just they're stopping not. content. No, they're just stopping development. Yeah. Sorry. So you you'll still be able to play, but there's no additional content coming to that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, who who's still playing? Is that what you're going to ask? Uh, well, yeah, that and I mean, I never <laughs> I never got the chance to to play the game properly because i was meant to review it and i couldn't connect to any games to anything yeah yeah it was it was the only like you know at least microsoft game that i could literally not connect any to anything i played that tutorial so many times so it's sad because i think the uh i think the style of the game was pretty cool so yeah and just two two more quick things the game pause has 18 million people on it which is damn that's a lot of kind of wild yeah i think it is like Maybe around Christmas time or just before Christmas, they want 15 million. So the service is just continuing it's to ballooning. Grow, which is, yeah. yeah. It just which, keeps going up. Yeah. And then the last bit of news Apex Legends um, Season 8 is launching, I think it's February 2nd, I think, or 3rd. And they showed off the, the latest champion who's called Fuse. Yeah. Um, what does Fuse do? I've been seeing a lot of happiness. I, I don't. So I don't know all of his abilities but i think his ultimate is basically like a it's like a not a grenade launcher but it's like a and big aoe something um but i think what people are excited for is that king's canyon is coming back um but i think it's it's been changed you know how Fortnite's had it before where like they blew up one part of the map or something yes yes i think king canyon's had that sort of change where it's still the, the map you know and love but there are some cosmetic changes to it and there are some differences to it and they're also adding a new rifle it's basically like a semi-automatic long-range rifle which is pretty cool because i don't think the game has that or yeah. it does but it's it's got it's got like the g7 scout um but this rifle i don't know what it's called but it looks like it packs more of a punch i need to really play apex again because I, I played a little bit over December, and let me tell you, Apex is still real good. Like that, it's probably still my favorite battle royale. Mm, mm. Um, I haven't played it in so long. I, I really should get back into it. Um, because yeah, so many people just that I know just keep playing it consistently and just it, yeah. really enjoy it. I, I can't believe it's on season eight. Like that's crazy. Just shows how long the game's been around for when, now? When did it's it come out? Twenty like, nineteen. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. So almost. Yeah, because it it like surprise launched in February of 2019. So two two yeah. years, man. Yeah. Holy Where, shit. The time gone. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. I think that's it. That's that's the gaming news. Yeah. So, as always, that brings us to questions. That's if you questions. would like to send us a question, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. 
It's checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also grab us on social media at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those good all places. All the things. All we of don't them. have a TikTok. I DMs have been, are open. I have been playing with the idea of actually starting a TikTok, though. I don't know what I put in it. Then that joke's not going to be funny anymore. You can't do it that. You know what's <laughs> funny? Just So I spoke about Widget earlier, right? Mm. The, my, the joke with my friends was like, for the longest time, and I say they wanted me to play, it was like a meme, basically. It's like, what are we playing tonight? Are we playing Widgets? And for like, months i was like no no i'm not i haven't bought the game no i'm not until i was like i actually have nothing else to play let's play this damn game and one of my friends was like no we can't then the meme will die exactly (laughs) it's you're too far in you're too invested into it you can't you can't look back now good lord um, fantastic mm. i I think we only have one question (gasps) not this week (gasps) medios See, when it's I raining outside, think... it's not raining in our inboxes. <laughs> when it rains, it doesn't pour in our inboxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, let me just double check, but I'll start off with this one question. I don't mm. think there's anything more. But on Twitter, we have Adrian underscore Barn who says, Ooh. Yo, esteemed hosts, all this PS5 talk, do you think it's worth getting in now or waiting a bit? Also, do you guys think we will have reliable stock at any point this year? Oh, God. Yeah, that you see that I was about I mean, to say do you even have a choice whether you get in or not at this point? Because the stock is really dictating that at this point. So yeah, listen, I think it's, I think it's good to get in now uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, just from a, I can't say for sure whether one thing will happen or not, but I don't see the console getting cheaper. No, I see it staying the same and I also see it getting more expensive. Yeah. I don't see it getting cheaper. So I think if you can snap up stock now, 100% go for it. There's so many games you can play uh, now mm. as well that I don't think it's a case of like, no, wait till there's more There's more in here. Um, yeah. But obviously the stock is an issue. So Yeah. But yeah, so stock aside, I do think as the year goes on, like we will see more stock. I mean, we're in oh, January yeah, now. Oh yeah, for sure. There will be, I mean, even in South Africa, we've had like drips and drips and drabs of stock come in that just get snapped up very quickly actually we it, we, we forgot about this in news but uh, amd um who you know both the playstation 5 and xbox series x are powered by amd apus and uh amd ceo uh, dr lisa sue she basically said she doesn't expect production issues to disappear until like july this year oh shit so and maybe she, there won't be stock and she says the most affected are low-end pcs and consoles well shit so yeah. look i think so stock aside whatever if you can get your hands on a ps5 i think it's worth it yes because like i hear i hear a lot of people saying like they they're gonna wait because like what can they play it's just demon souls and spider-man uh, miles morales and like a handful of other things, you know, Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom, how dare um, In this house, we sack, stand that game. With <laughs> sack boy. Like, there are, there's the launch titles, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, launch titles aside, I've been having a good time with my PS5 just as a console. Yeah. Like, I've spent a lot of time playing Bloodborne on my PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and the fact that it's, it's backward compatible with PS4, you can just bring your games over. Mm-hmm. So, if you've got a PS4... It's to me, it's a bit of a no brainer because you can just keep playing your existing games with the option of having PS5 games on top of that, and also all the ones with like free upgrades. I mean, yeah, uh, I I booted up Destiny just 
just need to just to see it running at 60 frames per second on console mm. like if you're big into you're destiny like, wow. you've got that there <laughs> yeah um you know but but like you said i'm playing my backlog on on it as well and i'm mm. reaping some of the smaller benefits like my games are loading faster um mm. the I'm still fucking up when I'm trying to turn off the console uh, because they chose to change the shortcuts. Change, damn yeah, it, but, man! But I mean, as as a console, I really do like the UI. And I do. Yeah. I still get that joy of when I boot up my PS5. I honestly sit back. I'm like, oh my god! Like I own a PS5. Mm. Like I'm so grateful I managed to get one, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm still so. getting used to the controller. Hey, it still feels big. It's it's funny because I've. I'm almost like reluctant to use my PS5 controller on PS4 games. I'm like, no, I'm going to save them. <laughs> so Bloodborne, I played with my PS4 controller. Oh, wow. Okay. Celeste, Celeste I was like, I'm not going to ruin my PS5 okay, controller. Okay, yeah, that, that I understand, yeah. and stuff. I'm using my PS4 controller. <laughs> but I, but I, like, I, it was just a yeah. weird thing because yesterday I started up the medium and I, held, I was using an Xbox I controller know. on PC <laughs> like, and I was like... This? Man, this is so much more comfortable. <laughs> like yeah, the Xbox you, controller I, is just I so still, much nicer. I still really love the Xbox One controller. It's just like, uh, it feels so good in the hands. It's like it's amazing. Yeah. I will I will say the PS5 controller I think is a upgrade to the PS4 controller. Like, oh, 100%. Feels, yeah. That's a little bit bigger. It feels more comfortable to it's, me. It's it's definitely an improvement and especially the um the battery life is a big improvement. It's a big improvement. Too. Um but I still think it's I still think it's a bit too chunky, um, mm. but yeah. Well, uh, the speaking of sorry, just on the controller, have you looked at the back of your controller? Because it's dirty. white. Yeah. How dirty is the back of your? Controller? I've I've had to clean it about three times already. Yeah. Yeah. Because Which, it's just like it's just like stuff that you know I don't eat and play games. But no. The grime nor, comes nor off your hands, sweat or whatever you know. Yeah, but I think it was like in December when I just happened to look at the back of my controller. I was like, holy yeah, shit! It's like, horrible. how did this thing get so dirty? And the reality is, even if it was a black controller, like just because you can't see the dirt, doesn't yeah, yeah, there. That, that's also the thing. But it's like, how dirty is my other controllers? Oh my gosh, I, I clean my PS4 controller just on principle of like I can't see the dirt, but I know it's there. But the fact that it's white, I'm like, damn, it really does collect. It is dirt. satisfying to clean it and get it back to that nice pristine white. That nice pristine. Mm. So like, I'm my second controller. I mean, I'm I'm not buying one for a long time, but I'm specifically waiting for like a limited edition or something different i don't yeah. want another white controller yeah same same so i did I, think, uh, I did manage to snag one of those charging docks finally i ordered it oh, in like cool. november and it finally came back into stock nice. um, i can actually see uh, behind you <laughs> your yeah. off controllers it, charging there yeah it's just nice. it's really nice because it connects to uh power directly so it's not using any mm. usb ports on my console or anything and when i'm done playing i just boop and just it's quite nice it yeah there. i, I cool. quite like it uh, but yeah, just just to round off the question in terms of the like stock aside, if you can get your hands on a PS5, like I would, I yeah. really think it's worth it. I've like I said, I've been enjoying mine. So yeah, and I, I know who asked the person who asked the question. They are a big also Bloodborne fan. They can play that good Demon Souls. Mm. Why not? Why Demon not Souls in? is so. You know? I I'm you know I'm running into this point where I've run out of like exclusives, new exclusives to play on mm. PS5. But that's why I'm. I'm going back into my backlog now, but also like, I played a lot of games in December. Like, mm. it's not through lack yeah, of I mean, like there not being anything. So, and there's more stuff coming. Like, Ratchet and Clank is meant to come soon. Death Death Loop is out in three months. Uh, Returnal's, Returnals out in, in two in months. April May. 
You can get Destruction All Stars. You can yeah. grab Control L- listen, Ultimate that ga- Edition. I- I'm going to grab that game just because it looks pretty. Like, I don't know how much yeah. I'll play it, but, you know, I'll, I'll probably grab Control and just see how the hell that thing looks on PS5. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's well worth it. Like, yeah. well, well worth it. Yeah. Do it. And that's it. So I think that is all the questions we have. We don't have any more. If you want to send us a question just like Arian did, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on all our social platforms. Chat at checkpointchat on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Send us your best TikToks. Send us a question in TikTok form. Actually, <laughs> yeah, just do that. Just like a long doing time the since floss. I sent you a good TikTok. Oh God, yeah, so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> Do you Kills remember? Me. <laughs> um, that's been episode 131 of Checkpoint Chat. Um, I know we say this every week, but new things are coming. We are Eventually. waiting on small things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, new things are coming. I even got an Elgato light. I can in see preparation Alessandro's for face properly for the I know, first time I look, in years. I look so much better lit than I usually am. It's so what? good. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. I look so lit much AF. Lit. I'm lit AF. <laughs> lit fam. An nice man. I just yeah, need to figure out how to position this light so it's not reflecting in my glasses every time. Eyeballs. But yeah, I think the the video stuff will. It's we like we almost there. We really yeah, are. So very close. Yeah, it's stay coming. tuned. It is coming. Uh, yeah, and stay you can tuned see for our that. Faces on YouTube. As always, if you're listening, thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. I love you. Love, love you more. Love you. Viewer, um, whatever you are. And we will be back next week, as always, on our bullshit. Back on our bullshit. Well, well, well let's, leave, let's leave on a prediction. Where do you th- what do you think GameStop's going to be next week? This time, I mean, think about how much happened just in Good this Lord. week. I don't know. It are, was the st- are the stonks going to be worth zero? Are they going to be at $5,000? Listen, it was hard times for me because I bought it like a bit of a high and then it died and then it bounced back yesterday to the point where i'm like breaking even already it's i don't know man if you if you go by the advice of the reddit that shit is going up to ten thousand dollars who the so fuck you knows ju- you just gotta hang tight you gotta yeah. wait because you're gonna get some stonks hold so hold the door <laughs> hold the door hold open to the GameStop. <laughs> amazing uh, but yeah please don't gamble your money away no. and we'll see you next week on checkpoint chat Hey, bye. Checkpoint millionaire chat. What? <laughs> bye. <laughs>